Welcome to Double Shot. My name is Ray Briglib, and I'm here with Candace. Hi, Candace. Hello. How are you today? Fantastic. Fantastic. It's spring break, you know. Spring break, that's right. Here we are in Portland where it kind of feels like winter. Right. I just keep telling myself it's spring break, so the sun should come out. The sun should. Tomorrow, the sun will come out. <laughs> that's will right. Will it? Bet your bottom dollar, Candace. Yeah, that's right. Um, so what I wanted to talk about, this, and it's been a few weeks, unfortunately. We've got to get, get back on this, but... Um, so, I wrote a a, a post, a piece. You've, you've fallen in love, Ray. Well, that's only tangential to this topic, okay. but I did write a piece on Medium, which I will link to, um, about how much I've been enjoying Dropbox paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and I compared it a lot to Microsoft Word or Google Docs. Um, the you know they're sort of like writing in an office letter-sized piece of paper. Um, sort of interface and how I've enjoyed the the zen-like experience of writing in paper. Why don't you summarize for, for anybody that hasn't used Dropbox paper what exactly it is? Well, I can try to summarize. Basically, um, it's a new product from Dropbox that is separate but kind of equal to their file sharing system. Um, where you you kind of when you open up the document it's basically blank you write in actually a code called markdown which sounds weird but it's pretty it's pretty straightforward and it's really easy to drop a, a whole bunch of images in the page and have it make a gallery um, make things you know embed things from dropbox or from youtube or wherever and make it sort of a living document in it that's you don't control the formatting very much in the sense that you would with a traditional word processor. And you don't think of it as being on a printed page. It's just a big blank canvas where you just start typing. And it's collaborative, and it's you can comment on it, and you can share folders of documents. So that was your quick um, yeah. elevator pitch for what this well, is. Well, I'm not selling the product, <laughs> but yeah, that is my elevator pitch. So it's it's a way to make a document online, right? Yeah. Okay. Start with that. Sure. I don't know. I need a, I will tell you this, yeah. and I, I don't mean to derail okay. whatever conversation you have, but no, no. you've been trying to get me to use Dropbox paper since it came out. Yeah, like a couple of years ago, probably, yeah. And um, I resisted mm-hmm. because I have a hard time trying new technologies. I'll be honest. I like to get used to using something, mm-hmm. and then I use it. I like uh, pen and paper. Yeah. I still go to meetings with pen and paper. Right. Oh, no. No, I bring my iPad with the pen tool now. So see, every right. once in a while, I'll make a yeah. I'll make a shift. But that long thing that you just said—that's like what you would say every time you tried to convince me to uh. use it. And I could never figure out why I would care or why it mattered at all. And then one day we were making a document, and um, it was for a project, basically, requirements mm-hmm. document. And you showed me how I could embed something like a sitemap. And then if the sitemap got updated, mm-hmm. it would just update. Right. And it was like a revelation to me. Like, oh, yeah, I can make a living document that changes on its own as we update. And it makes my life so much easier. And that, that one moment of you just showing, I've basically... 
used paper since for everything. Yeah. Right now, I'm a hammer. Everything's <laughs> paper in, is a nail. No, it's it's uh, is that yeah yeah and I I you know that's a great point. I didn't really know how to pitch and it's like there's lots of things that it does that are just kind of interesting ideas that you can't really see fitting into Google Docs. For instance. It knows about my calendars, my work calendars. Mm -hmm. And so in the sidebar, when you log in, you see an option to create meeting notes for an event. And it automatically offers to invite everyone who's going to be at the meeting to that document right away. And the way that that works is really clever. But if you were using Google products, typically what you would do is you would have to create a document, get a link for that, paste it into the event itself, or email it to everyone, it, it requires many more steps, whereas mm-hmm. paper kind of has, has done some clever things to think about how you'd normally work. But that's not really what I want to talk about today. Oh. What I really want to talk about is, and I, I, I remembered it by the phrase when I came in Monday morning, how I wanted to, what I wanted to talk about this was design is all that matters to me. And here is my problem. Now, that's good because I'm a designer. But the problem is... No, I'm just really curious how... Um how a pitch about paper turned into design is all that matters to me. So I was thinking deeply about why I like paper so much. And there's a lot of obvious design, but you know what it comes down is to like Google document, Google docs lets you choose whatever typeface you want. It defaults to Arial, which is an affront to all that is holy. It's fuck (laughs) Arial. I can't believe that it starts with Arial. It's awful. So, Paper starts with Accidents Grotesque, which is a classy font I've been seeing a lot of lately. It's a precursor to Helvetica. It's, really, it's got a lot of character. It's not the greatest UI font, but it's, it's fine. I can accept that. And you cannot change that font. You can make it bold, or you can make it italics. You can make it bigger if it's a header, but you can't change that font in paper. And that matters a surprisingly lot to me. If you could change that font, or if it defaulted to a shitty font... I couldn't use paper. I would mm-hmm. it would be as dead to me as Google Docs. Like that's what it comes down to is the typeface. And I was realizing so many of the tools that we use every day, I have incredibly strong opinions about, even though they're actually good, fairly competent tools like Active Collab. Right. I freaking hate Active Collab because of its font. But also, the way that it is designed is really terrible. Like if you just want to see what everyone else is working on, it takes a lot of clicks to get to that screen. Right. That should be the first damn screen I see, or I should at least have an option to. And it should be using a decent font. It's like, I hate it so much that I have convinced the rest of the team to use paper. And I've started putting my tasks in there, even though it takes more work because I feel happy. I feel zen. I feel satisfied. I feel at peace. If I just have a list of what I need to work on and I can see what everyone else is working on, even if I have to maintain that damn list myself. You know, it's... I'm it's a, ridiculous. I'm a little off on, on your game plan for today, fine, so I'm just going to go off on yeah, yeah. tangents. Please, but, uh, this is a conversation. The, the thing about active collab, um, yeah. I 100% agree with you. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I miss sublime design, mm-hmm. but... Um, when you say design is all that matters to you, mm-hmm. I actually think that's a really interesting point in terms of project management systems because we used to use Basecamp, yeah. who has, I think, a fairly decent design yeah. in terms of those project management systems. It wasn't perfect, but... Um, Basecamp Base- 3 is definitely better than ActiveCollab in terms of pure design. 
it, it's clean yeah. and, and, uh, we used it for quite a while, mm-hmm. but, um, as they were changing base camp, it started to get confusing for our clients. So our clients could do less and less with it. So they were making a bunch of changes, right? Mm-hmm. And Basecamp 3 basically took all of the beautiful things that our clients loved about Basecamp and stripped it away from them and just kept it on our side. And it was a disaster. The couple projects that we ran on Basecamp 3, there was a lack of communication. Our clients were confused. We felt like we know we knew what we were doing, but I finally logged in as one of them and realized it's basically like an email client. It was just this awful experience. So we moved to Active Collab, right. which the visual design is not there. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like I'm in 1990s. Mm-hmm. And yet the ability to have clear communication with clients and have our clients feel like they know what's going on, right. and have happy lives, yeah. and, and be excited about working with us is there. Yes, and, and you... so I would like to posit that sometimes fonts and layouts are not all there is to the design. Like Certainly. if you say design is all that matters to you, you've got to remember that the user experience is part of the design. I think that's a great point. And and Thanks. it's tr- and and you you made a you brought that up yesterday when you said that basically it was a big issue for it wasn't a big issue for clients who just do a small project with us for a few months. You could probably handle that email. But, you know, the email load of just communicating with them or whatever. But when you have a, a client that you've been working with for years who has a lot of projects, they actually get really used to, and it actually saves them a lot of time to have a bunch of projects all in one place. They know they can just go there and check on them all. And then it starts to make a really big difference if you have something that and you know the two- and to be fair, Ray, would mm-hmm. you rather have a bunch of one-off projects, or would you rather have long-term relationships with people who trust us, know that they work well with us, and we have good community? I mean, there's, well, it's fun to have a little mix of both, but yeah. for me, I I put a, a premium on being able to have to work with people over and over again, and know that yeah. those are like good experiences. I would suggest that. Um, the the truth is that if w- if we went with a pretty project system that didn't have those features, we would probably have to retain a full time project manager just to deal with communicating as well with the clients as Active Collab does when someone logs in. So it's really it's it's a ridiculous comparison. Like if you need a feature, you just need that feature. Mm-hmm. Like it's really important to clients. But so. On that subject, like <laughs> sure. they're not the only, the only uh, problem here. Like Who? there's wait, who's not active collab oh, is okay. not the only. You're talking about clients. <laughs> no, like, no, our clients are amazing. Our clients are the best. <laughs> okay, go. But there's a lot of tools that we use and kind of rely on that I think have made really sort of painful font decisions. Slack. Envision, their fonts choices are bad. And I think that they basically choose fonts uh, to be as as unoffensive as possible. And they choose fonts because they're free fonts. And it just drives me crazy because I feel like they don't, they're, they're you know, they'll choose like Lato, which is 
a very neutral font, a very, or like there's like an Adobe Sans. Like people will use these fonts just because they're free. They're not controversial. They have really good language support. So they don't have to worry about any of those things, but I just can't stand them. What I, and you know, I used to feel the same about WordPress. When you log into the WordPress admin, they used to use one of those fonts. I can't remember which one. And when you used to log into GitHub, it would be in Helvetica. And both of those switched to using the default font for the computer's interface. In my case, San Francisco, because I'm on a modern Mac, which is a beautiful font. It's great for user interface. And the truth is, I'm using those things like a user interface, not like a design product. I'm using the back end of WordPress. I'm using um, GitHub all day long constantly working on issues, constantly making updates, making content entry. And I just want a really well-designed font that looks great on screen. And that's what I have. And the problem is like the fonts that InVision and Slack use are ugly. And so I run them in Chrome with a plugin so I can fix that font and make it San Francisco because you know what? It should be an interface element. It should not be a design element. And it pisses me off because Slack used to let you switch to Helvetica, which at least was better than whatever they're using. But they took away that feature a few years ago. And now you just have this stupid app running this Electron browser emulator thing instead of, it's like, why doesn't it just run in a browser? I don't even understand. It's just wasting half a gig of my memory. So I run it in, a, I run it in Chrome. I fix the font. And then I'm happier. And I do that with Active Collab, and I do that with all those things because they just drive me crazy. It's like, why can't people just make nice, neutral decisions for a font that you have to stare at all day and make it something that your eyes are already used to? You know, as as Zuzana Licko said, we read best what we read most. What we read most on the computer is the interface font that comes with the computer, so just use that font. So one... Um, I would change your header from design is all that matters to me to fonts are all that matters to me. <laughs> well, because I can't change the overall design without right. a lot more work. But just changing the fonts, that's yeah. that helps a lot. You're but right. But also, um, I, I'm curious about how, how, my, how many people actually choose the font that their computer's using oh none no i don't oh you're saying it's just a default it's just the font of the interface on my computer san francisco they changed it a few years back before that it was helvetica and before that it was lucida grande but Mm -hmm. the point is i didn't like those other two iterations that much but at least they were consistent so that the apps i used had that same font the 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 system had that font and the websites that i use as if they were applications like github I use that as if it were just an app on my computer. I just want it to have that same font. I just want it to be consistent, legible, predictable, optimized. And these people are not helping. It's just pissing me off, and I just have to keep fixing it. But I wonder. This is just, this is a random sir. I'd love question. some help if you could. Um, so, I recently read this this book like. The Cone-Murray method, right? About, sure. Um, mm-hmm. Making everything around you simplified and, mm-hmm. and makes you happy. So I wonder if you took that book and you made sure that your outside environment, your desk, your home, your car, like every everything around you was filled with things that, that bring you joy and that are calming and that you love. 
I wonder if then you would care less about the computer interface or whether it would just push you to want it more. Because I was just thinking about what you were just talking about, like this need for things to be predictable and organized. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't, I don't see oftentimes that same need in like your physical environment exactly to the same to the same degree that you're talking about now. So I was wondering like what if your physical environment like what if when you went to your closet there were like five shirts and you loved them all and like three pairs of pants and you just picked the ones that were always the greatest and like you started in everything like this desk we're talking on had nothing else on it. And your life started. Do you think that you would start to need that less? On I don't know. That's a great question. You know, because you just sounded to me like somebody like you're not going to be able to change all of that. Like that's not going to happen. I get it. But I sound like somebody huddled in a corner in a fetal position, throwing their own feces at anyone who approaches them. Actually, (laughs) so close to that. You're getting there. But um, I've found. Personally, when I start to feel like I just need more control, I just need things to be simpler. Yeah. That if I can create a space. So I had some of those desires. Now, I'll be honest, what you just described is how I feel about restaurants and table settings. Sure. You've seen me. You've yeah. seen me set like a table for a party and like all of the colors need to match. Like every I just get like really specific about the theme mm-hmm. when we walk into a restaurant it doesn't matter how wonderful the food is if if it just has like a drop ceiling or just like the wrong mm-hmm. uh, the wrong feel to it i'm like i can't be here i can't mm-hmm. like there's it just feels crushing but i figured out that when i started taking more control of the things that i could change like my closet mm-hmm. or um just some small pieces of life that actually those that need to have things that I cannot control be perfect started to let go just a little bit. So you can either, you can try that or you can um, just start writing all of the people uh, who make these platforms like angry tweets and see where that gets you. Uh, Or just get angry on a podcast that (laughs) i just i hear you but uh if active collab has taught me anything Mm -hmm. it's taught me that um sometimes it can't be all about you sure and i mean you or me because to be perfectly honest i was happy with base camp i was happy with the design i liked opening it up i liked looking at it but when i realized that my clients were starting to feel like things were not organized, not accessible, and their lives got more difficult, I realized that Active Collab would change that, but I would have to look at something not mm-hmm. so not something that didn't look so great to me anymore. And making that decision, it was it was the a learning experience, right? It was mm-hmm. something where it's like, well, what's most important and actually my ability to see something that looks pretty every day didn't wasn't more important than my client's peace of mind. And so now we have to live with that. Maybe that means having some other things around us that are just a little bit more. Yeah. Well, to bring it back full circle, 
I, I, I went on a total tangent there. I, I am using a plugin in, in Chrome for now to help me feel a little bit better. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I have been keeping my desk very clean. You've but I'll noticed. tell you what, every time you feel frustrated by that, if you get rid of like 10 items around yeah. you, you'll feel better. I yeah, swear. I'll give it a try. Try it. And listeners, you can give it a try too and let us know how that goes. Um, yeah. Hey, we should do this more often. It's nice to chat with you. I agree. Okay. Well, we'll see you guys next week.